welcome to the Straight Out of Home Video Podcast, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. This week's episode is The Little Mermaid 2, Return to the Sea. I'm Candace, and with me are my co-hosts, Bree. Hi! <laughs> what was that? I thought I was still on mute. <laughs> okay, and Arzu. Hi! <laughs> Off to a great start. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, The Little Mermaid 2 is obviously a sequel to the 1989 movie, The Little Mermaid. It came out in 2000, and Arzu and I are very nostalgic for this movie, right, Arzu? Yes, I of all the sequels I've watched for this, this is the one I, I actually very much enjoyed. And Brie, was this your first time seeing it? First time seeing it. And oh my god. The last oh my god. time watching it. Oh no! <laughs> okay, Brie, can you give us a short summary of what happened in this movie? So, Ariel has this kid named Melody. They're going to visit her, the grandpa of the sea, King Triton. Then, strangely, Ursula has a sister that we've never heard of, and she's like, I'm going to take this baby unless you give me the Triton. And then Ariel wits her and then fast forward 12 years later melody is 12 and she loves the sea and can speak to animals and doesn't find it weird even though her mom's like i'm gonna keep her away from every mermaid thing ever okay mom so then she's like i'm awkward and i don't fit in with the human place and then she goes on her own little sea adventure she gets some little fins of her own and yeah so Bree, you didn't like this movie? I mean, okay, compared to previous sequels that we have all watched, it was better than a lot of them. Like, better than Hunchback 2, for sure. Better than Aladdin 2. Better than a lot. So for for a direct-to-home video, it wasn't bad. Did I like this movie? No. That makes okay. me so sad. I know. I don't know if we have, like, nostalgia glasses on, but I think it's pretty good for what it is. But see, there you go. You just said pretty good for what it is. Like, it's, the thing is, it's a solid narrative but it does I think rely on you having that nostalgia for the Little Mermaid because otherwise you don't care about Atlantica you don't care about the fact that Flounder has kids or that like who Sebastian is or any of that they want you to be nostalgic to watch this movie you can't this can't be your first entry into Little Mermaid canon because then you won't care right I mean I love the Little Mermaid though that's the thing like I love it but also Prince Eric wasn't here's the thing they got so many of the same voiceover actors except for Flounder and Prince Eric and it threw me off. Yeah, I don't know why, but Rob Paulson voiced it, Eric. They there must have been a scheduling conflict. So because that threw me off and then Flounder's voice, I was like, what? Well, also, Flounder's an adult now. True, yeah. true. Not a guppy anymore. Okay, but di- okay, did neither of you find it weird that Ariel was like, I'm going to keep you away from mermaids, all that stuff, but yet Melody still talks to animals? And doesn't I don't, find it weird. I don't know. When you're 12. When, <laughs> yeah, like when you're 12 and when this has been your, your reality the whole time, I don't think you'd question it. Plus her talking to a crab, I don't think has anything to do with her mom keeping her away from the sea. Like she thinks, oh, my mom is wrong and stupid to keep me away from the sea. And clearly I'm meant to be here because I can talk to crabs. And she's 12. Like, of course, she's not telling her mom any of this. So True. I guess from like a story, I don't know, like from a story standpoint, I expected Melody to discover everything for the first time. Like. 
like, I just thought, yeah, she had a crab babysitter, but I didn't think she would be talking to Sebastian this whole time. I thought she'd be, like, swimming in the sea, and then, like, Sebastian would be like, I have to go stop her from being in the sea. What are you doing? And then she'd be like, ah, talking crab. But then she'd have to wonder where the talking crab came from. Why is he talking to her? I think it's sort of meant to Mm. parallel Ariel's fascination with the human world in that she doesn't really have the full context, and it is a world that's forbidden to her. But she still has some sense of things, like, that they walk around on legs and what clothing is and things like that so when that transition happens halfway through the movie you don't have to start her at ground zero she does sort of have some idea of what's expected of her like like melody sort of knowing that she can talk to beings in the sea puts her a step ahead and easier to dive right into the action when she finally does get her tail true i guess i was just weirded out by that can't believe i'm sitting here making these narrative decisions sound like they make sense instead of just no a quick sequel (laughs) cash grab which is probably all it was i'm sure it was just for me like when I heard one thing I expected another thing so maybe that's where just like my like brain was like this doesn't feel right okay and in defense of Ariel which I say a lot she is probably like 17 when she has that baby and she's like under 30 at the time of the sequel with a 12 year old Mm -hmm. so yeah she's not making the best decisions yeah she's making her daughter is literally living with the consequences of like this huge seawall that they built when Ariel was what 18 thinking that this is the best thing for her daughter yeah it's not like she's gonna go back on it now they built that wall oh my god i was trying not to use that language and here we are but it's true that's exactly what happened in my notes yeah i was like oh i did not feel that the first time but now i do i mean at least they tear it down in the end also arzu not to call you out but to call you out you said that there was going to be bops in this movie titanic tip and daring dash is a bop it's a bop okay it's been in my head for weeks. <laughs> I I didn't get the bop from it. <gasps> I didn't. There was no bop for me. But it's so good. <laughs> okay, Brie, you did not watch the Little Mermaid prequel. No. So you please, don't yeah, understand. Please consider where we're coming from on this. What is a prequel worse? Oh my God. Brie doesn't even listen to her, their own podcast. <laughs> here's here's the thing about the prequel so there are a couple of unmemorable tracks with which is mostly just vocalization and then there's a couple of like real world like our world songs in it jump 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 sonora jump jump, jump in the line that's what it's called Wait, jump, jump in the line, in the Isn't that line? Movie for Isn't some that reason movie? yeah it's really random it's very weird weird yeah super weird and i can understand if it's definitely better than the prequel but i guess i expected uh i don't know i expected more arzu i don't i don't know i don't know what to tell you if you don't think that titanic tip and daring dash is a bop i just don't know what to tell you because it's fantastic (laughs) maybe i'll have to give it another try maybe like my whole mindset was just skewed from the beginning Okay, so we're all big fans of Tara Strong. Yes. And she plays plays Melody, even though she was 27, playing a 12-year-old. Beauty about voice, voice acting. acting. Yeah. Yeah, voice acting. She's good at it. But, oh, okay, do you want to hear the other people who were considered to play Melody? Remember, this is 2000. Yes. Okay. Are you guys ready? Yeah. Wait, can I take a guess real quick? Yes. If it's 2000, was Lindsay Lohan considered? Yes. <laughs> All right. Did you know that before this or was that no, just a wild that guess? No, that was a wild guess, but I mean, I was like, eh, Disney, Lindsay. Yes, Britney Spears. Oh, what? Hilary Duff. Okay, that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Amanda Bynes. So the big three then of 2000. Yeah. Plus Britney. With Lindsay Lohan, yeah. Four. Oh, I was counting, I was thinking Lindsay, Hillary, Amanda. Oh, yeah. And then of Britney the... is her own thing. 
Yeah, yeah. Brittany, queen of her own thing. Interesting. All right. And then they went with Tara Strong, veteran voice actress. Yes. Understandably so. A good call. Oh, did you know that Melody is the first Disney character to be the child of a Disney princess? Yes. Interesting they did that, and it's with Ariel, one of their youngest. (laughs) Well, listen, this is a girl who changed her entire life. Because she was horny, so no, makes sense I, she'd be the first one to have a kid. I'm I'm oversimplifying, I know, but because I have to say she had a, a fascination with human stuff before before the horny before the I prince. Think. I know I'm yeah. oversimplifying, but like, what was the catalyst? <laughs> what was the thing that finally made her go see Ursula? It was having all her stuff destroyed because she found the thing of a handsome prince. Okay, yeah. So again, love Ariel, love the Little Mermaid. I will I will defend it against all the haters but let's let's be real she saw prince eric and she's like yes a part of that world please well i mean i want have that part of world in candace woke up and chose that chaos speaking of which the geeky waffle has an episode in defense of ariel where we literally defend ariel from people like arzu no i love ariel i will defend ariel i don't think there's anything wrong with making that kind of decision for your life there's nothing wrong with that the girl saw something she wanted and she got it like good for her she did she said i want it I got it. Yeah, and I'm not here to drag her for it. I'm proud of her that she like makes that decision for herself and she's like, I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm old enough to make this call for myself and she does. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, um, in my notes, I wrote with Melody wanting the opposite of her mother, pretty much like it's always, you know, grass is greener on the other side. I put white people problems. <laughs> yeah it's a pretty rich people problem not not just white people like she's a princess like the most privileged of white people yeah champagne problems as taylor swift sings you know though even though she's a little princess herself like all those little royal kids are so mean yeah i don't get that she's literally like gonna be your queen someday show some respect i never get that when that happens in these movies also the little girl that she bumped into had the voice of like a 40 year old and kind of looked like it. She's like, Oh, this little tramp, rolling, blah. <laughs> like, it yeah. Was so I was like, What? I guess they couldn't have like adults make fun of her because that would be really mean. <laughs> yeah, but why they make the little girl sound like she was like a smoker? <laughs> Maybe she is. <laughs> yeah. She got that Grimsby pipe. You know, those are very popular. That's what these that's what these spoiled rich royalty kids do. They just start smoking at age ten. Oh yes. Oh, I love the puff smoke in the morning. Oh, I did I did feel secondhand embarrassment though for Melody when her the little guy she's dancing with got bit by Sebastian. This whole thing's a mess. What I'm wondering is from his perspective, what does he think happened? Does he see Sebastian? <laughs> I don't remember. Like what does he think happened? Yeah, because he's like flailing and the pincher is right, on his right, finger. Right. So yeah. For half a second like the bow is biting me. <laughs> <laughs> his hand got a little too low. Oof. Oh boy. But okay, they keep calling her a teenager, but she's only 12. Yeah, I thought she, I was like, teenager, shouldn't she be her mom's age? It was just like 16. No, what they wanted to make sure is that we didn't see a Disney princess in her 30s. 
Yeah, because that's gross, right? People oh, in their 30s. I see. I think it's a teenager, like 12 is close enough to teenager. You're feeling the same sort of things. It's the same yeah. sort of awkwardness. Yeah. And they didn't have the word tween back then. So. <laughs> that's true. Yes. But yeah, I, you know what? If if I had to deal with all those kids at her party, I would be like, I'd rather be in the ocean as well. I'm surprised she didn't turn into some kind of like raging tyrant and just be like, just remember I'm going to be your queen one day. So show like a tiny bit of respect for my awkwardness. True. You know what ours would have done. Off we know what I would have done. <laughs> Some Queen of Hearts stuff just fall right in line. Exactly. <laughs> I so, probably would have been so embarrassed I would have run off and cried. So two of the characters, Tip and Dash, which yes. are a penguin and a seal, they're totally like the Timon and Pumbaa of this, right? Yes. Which ironically, Tip even is voiced by the actor who originated Timon in the Broadway show. Oh, yeah, I can hear that. Max Kelsella. Oh, there you go. So that's really the vibe they were going for. Yep, they, they went for it. Also, the mother penguin, right when I heard her voice, I knew who she was. She From Futurama? She has voiced so many characters, it's unbelievable. Tess. Yeah. Tess McNeil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy. And yeah, she she plays Daisy. She's like the voice of Daisy now. Oh. But she was also Anastasia, remember, in those movies that we covered? But yeah, she has done so much. Yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable. Did you did you like them, Dash and... As I mean, a kid, know I, I did. liked their song. As a kid, I did. I loved, I loved Penguins, so... The penguins are great. They weren't my driving interest in the movie. Yeah. No. Other, other than their song, which I did like, but no, like I think that the whole family drama thing was a lot more compelling than Tip and Dash were. Yeah, I, I don't know. They felt unnecessarily added. That's the it's comic relief for the little kids, though. True. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah, they, they have that one song together and all of a sudden they're best friends. As like, you do. Okay. I liked Morgana's little shark guy. Played by Clancy Brown. No, really? Yeah. Yeah, Undertow. So Morgana is played also by Pat Carroll. Who played and Ursula? I think that's the whole reason. I'm sorry? Oh, I was just saying, who played Ursula? Pat Carroll? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like, what? Yeah, and Pat Carroll was Ursula, and then she played Morgana. Yeah, I think that's the whole reason they brought in the sister, was because they just wanted Pat back, because she is amazing, obviously. Wouldn't you make it work if you could? Yeah, I, I yes. would definitely do that as well. thought her story could have been a little stronger. Yeah, and what I was saying before was Undertow is her little shark minion. Actually, he's a pretty big shark, but try to make him small. But he's played by Clancy Brown, who's pretty much been in everything. Yes. Yeah. I mean, Morgana, like, I, I, I liked, I didn't mind her story, but I thought they could have gone a little further with it. It just- Beyond just the revenge? Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was like, okay, like, I'm slightly invested. She's kept, like, some of Ursula's magic. And plus, like, it wasn't even revenge for her sister being killed. It's like, I'm going to show I can do better, which I was like, okay, that's a really cool spin. But I don't know. I guess I wanted more from her. Like, she had a lot. She could have done a lot more, you know? Well, as villains go in these sequels, I think she's tough. True. Yeah, compared but, to the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, her whole driving force is she wanted to impress her mother, which kind of goes against, like, the Broadway show and what was in the original lyrics that Trident and Ursula were siblings. Yeah. Which I absolutely love. Well, the Broadway... I wish they kept that. It might have made everything a little... Not so much for the first one. It would have been fine in the first one. But in this one, it would have made things a little stronger if it was more family drama. Like, you killed our sister. Well, yeah, didn't the Broadway would've... come after this movie, though? Yeah. They probably... But in the original... But, Bray, in the original lyrics for the, 18... the 1989 show, it 
had that they were siblings. So like... Wait, in The Little Mermaid? Yeah, in the original lyrics, but they changed it because they thought it was too complicated. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I didn't know they... Okay, I guess I didn't know that about the first movie. And they brought that back for the Broadway show. Yes. Oh, okay. That gives Ursula more... Motivation. um, Yeah, bigger motivation and kind of more... You feel a little bit more sympathetic, you know? Like she got shafted out of her family's inheritance. Because she was a sea witch. Then imagine Morgana coming in like, she was shafted, so was I, and now... I won't let you do that again, brother. And then, yeah. But no, we can't have nice things. One thing, though, about Ursula's sister, Morgana, she just leaves Melody to drown. Like, all right, you're gonna. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, that got dark. Yeah. Yeah. But she doesn't. That's what, you know. Okay, so, okay, this is what happens in the Broadway version. When their father died, the pair were given an equal share of the sea plus two magical items. Trident received the trident. (laughs) While Ursula had the shell, you know, the necklace she wears. Though the two were supposed to rule the sea together, Ursula's greed and use of dark magic, she tried to, like, have a coup against Trident and try to banish her. I think that's a compelling narrative, but maybe a little yeah. too complicated for a cartoon. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like Broadway shows are like obviously much longer than a kid's animated series because you yeah. got like your intermission. You get a and... bit more in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you can have a few more songs to put into the, that narrative. Okay. So just a few more things about The Little Mermaid Return to the Sea. This is one of the few direct to home videos that was actually released on Blu-ray. So that tells you that people like actually wanted it. Damn. The only film in the franchise where Ariel does not cry. <laughs> That's a trivia. Wow. <laughs> Even though this is the time when I would understand her crying more. Yeah. Like she's, her daughter she's is 29. She's 29. 30-year-olds don't cry. In the final shot of the movie, Cinderella and her prince Charming are in the crowd in the water surrounding Melody and her family. Once our Avengers Disney princess, I guess that was Wreck-It Ralph when we saw them all together. There was a there was a lot of merchandise with this movie, a computer game and even a PlayStation game. I have the PlayStation game. Oh my god. Yeah. Is it Melody like swimming and like trying to Yeah, it's it's half Ariel and then it transitions to Melody halfway through the game. So it's not entirely oh. Melody based. Interesting. Okay. It's been like, you know, a hot minute since I played it. But Did you get to the Melody section of the game? Um, I think my brother did it for me. I just watched. Nice. Okay. Are you guys ready for the Rotten Tomatoes score? Yeah. Okay. Okay. What do you think the critic score is? Granted, there are only six reviews for the critic score. 65%. Okay. And Brie? 25 percent Brie's closer at 17 percent oh i was being generous tarzan 2 and lady in the tramp 2 have a higher score what tarzan 2 yeah i think this is because this came out in 2000 before a lot of people were doing online reviews so there's not that much and it's mostly dudes Oh, or like that, that explains it. Carelessly stupid. Astonishingly bad on virtually every level. Well, one guy says charming if markedly less magical and gave it a three out of five. Well, that's a fair assessment. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not as good as the first. That's understandable because the first was like a cultural touchstone in time and all that kind of stuff. Okay, what's the audience score? 65%. Right? I feel like audiences like it more, so maybe I'll up it to 45%. Actually, Bree, are you looking at it? Because it no. is 45. What? 
A lot of people, well, guys, what are dudes reviewing this movie for? Okay, so Bradley W. says, ruin the first. Okay, Bradley. Like, no. They make these DVDs screw us out of our cash. But the thing is, Jim C. wrote the exact same thing, and they're both super reviewers. So is there a conspiracy to trash this movie? Bots. It's anti-Disney sequel bots. Damn, people people need hobbies. Better I didn't hobbies. know. As I was to say, know. that could be a hobby for them. Yeah, I didn't know that was like something that people were passionate about, but apparently they're trying to trash this movie. So since day one, men have been out here on the internet. Like, this ruined XYZ. Like, no. No, it didn't. It didn't ruin the first movie for me. Like, hello? Yeah, if something ruins a first movie or any movie for you, then that movie wasn't that great to begin with. And we can't stand alone. Right. Okay, I think Arzu and I will both agree that this is... I would watch this like a hundred times more than rewatching the prequel once. Oh, yes. Absolutely. (laughs) Listen, if you gave me a choice between this or Hunchback 2, I will pick this movie. It's only a, it's only an hour and 17 minutes. Not bad for also. babysitting. Not bad for, I mean, background noise. It could work. I mean, I enjoyed some of it. Like, it wasn't... It wasn't Hunchback too. Hey, baby Melody is adorable, I would like to say, at the mm-hmm. beginning. Oh, no, Melody is super cute. Yeah, I put in my notes, a baby laughing through danger reminds me of Grogu. <laughs> baby Yoda. Because she's just giggling while she nearly gets eaten by a shark. You know. Oh my god, I'd be terrified. <laughs> but she's a baby, Brie. She doesn't know. Even as a baby, you wouldn't be terrified of a, a, a giant shark opening its mouth and you almost going, <laughs> I mean, she's I She's a half be. mermaid, so. Oh, that goes into a whole nother thing. Who taught Ariel? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Like, who sat her down and explained to her, like, how- Carlotta. Carlotta, yeah. okay, I Carlotta. thought someone explained it Carlotta to her. Sat her down. She wasn't all of a sudden like, my stomach's really growing. Like, oh, the eggs no. should just come out instead. You know, that's where Waffles After Dark. <laughs> yeah, now I'm just wondering how, like, mermaids have babies. And, like, I don't... I'm guessing, like, fish. They spill out the eggs and the guy comes and fertilizes them. But, like, I guess less eggs because Ariel yeah. and her sisters were, like, a one-at-a-time kind of deal. Were they? I mean, they're all different ages. Yeah. But maybe some of them are twins and... Maybe. I don't know. One or two at a time, not like, you know, fish, which is like hundreds at a time. Oh, goodness. Yeah, like Flounder, whose parents can't even give him a real name. <laughs> Aw. Don't even notice when he goes missing. Yeah. He gets in jail in the prequel. They didn't even come to bail him out. Poor Flounder. Oh, wow. He seems like a better... Didn't care. He seems like a better parent than his parents. He learned from their mistakes. He did. Yeah. He's breaking the cycle. He only had cycles. six kids or something. <laughs> Okay, anything you would like to add about this movie? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the songs are still good. I maintain they're like, they're all right. I like that opening song. Y'all know how I feel about Titanic Tip and Daring Dash. So they're not that bad, despite what Bree says. <laughs> I would like to know if she's ever going to get with uh, the Merm boy. Yeah, the whole thing ends with her like not getting what she, exactly what she wants. Yeah. But she's only 12, but then again, Ariel was 16. But I think she gets best of both worlds. I mean, she can go in and out of the water, right? Now that yeah, now that connection has been reestablished. I think so, yeah. And Trident can just give her, like, a tail whenever he wants, apparently. Yeah. Because we see Ariel as a mermaid again, which I guess we had to. Yeah, I think that's, like, goes to say, because, like, most kids would be like, that's not Ariel. Yeah. 
like how I didn't think the beast or Adam was really the beast, and I cried Have when I, I was the younger. Only one who prefers the human form to the beast form? I think I might be. I think as a child, I just didn't understand. Yeah. As an adult, you get it. Oh, like, I, I would be worried if Belle actually really wanted to be with the Beast. <laughs> it wouldn't be As legal. an adult, I'm like, yeah, okay. I get it. <laughs> as a kid, I'm like, no, this is better. But Wait, as, as, adult, a, I'm like, as an adult, you like the Beast better? <laughs> no, but that's like for reasons of my own. But like, objectively <laughs> speaking, I could, I could see why Belle would prefer that. <laughs> okay, on that note... <laughs> We went really off topic. We will be covering the other Beauty and the Beast movies later, and we will expand on that. So make sure you're, you're subscribed to Straight Out of Home Video. And also, please review us on iTunes. That really helps with our ranking, and it just makes us happy. It we makes just... us really happy. I promise. Yes. We, we do a little happy dance every time we see a new review. I'll every listen we get to that re- Tip and Dash song again if we get another review. I'll do it. For that alone, please leave us a review. <laughs> yes, you can find us at thegeekywaffle.com and geeky underscore waffle on Twitter, geeky waffle everywhere else. Uh, thank you guys for reliving this with me and, and Brie for the first time. We hope you have a happily ever after until your kid wants to become a fish. <laughs>